Hello and welcome to episode 305 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and uh, listeners, you might remember one year ago we did two episodes on Persona 2 Innocent Sin. We're bringing it back right now, one year later, with two episodes on Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. And like Innocent Sin, it's mostly the same cast, but with some changes. Uh, but let's reintroduce... Uh, the panel for this month's episodes of Persona 2, starting with Leona McCallum. Hello there, everyone. And Zach Wilkerson. Hello. And Alana Hayes. Hey there. Uh, I am your inferior Eva Padilla replacement, but I will do my best anyway uh, to, to discuss Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, which is a game uh, 2000 for the PlayStation 1 that I am enjoying a lot so far, so this is going to be a positively toned uh, episode, at least on my part. But uh, let's figure out exactly how much Persona 2 each of us already knows. Introduce your, uh, I don't know, personal history with Persona in general, Persona 2 in particular. Anyone want to go first? I mean, I can start. Um, So I played Persona 4, I don't know, maybe like four years ago, maybe three years ago. I don't know. It was before I joined the site. Um, and then I also played Persona 5 before I joined the site, and I liked them both. Like I thought they were both stylish, but I had like some issues with their presentation, but I also like adored the gameplay um, and thought that it was a delight. And then I went back, and I, I haven't played Persona 3. I played Persona Innocent Sin. I hosted the previous episodes, and as is well documented on, on those episodes, I thought the story was transcendent it was amazing and the gameplay was bad um (laughs) and so far with eternal punishment i am less annoyed by the gameplay um but i also am less captured by the story than i was by innocent sin so far but i i I, this is so this is my second part of uh, persona 2 um and i am enjoying it but i don't think that it so far lives up to my love of the first. That's interesting. Um, I'll save my uh, story and characters, thoughts and commentary for later, but I did notice that I, um, I, I find the, the push pull of dungeon crawling a little gentler this time around. I, I think, uh, I think maybe the, the game's grind is a little easier is my suspicion, but uh, it, it's been a little while since I've played persona two innocent sin, but uh, uh, Alana, what are your, uh, what's your like, uh, persona background and early thoughts uh i won't turn over too much from last year um but basically played persona 4 2014 2015 similarly like i kind of fell in love with it um gameplay wise i liked the story at the time have some weird feelings about it years later mm-hmm. then went straight into persona 3 right before i joined the site so mid 2015 and loved it i thought it was brilliant and then jumped into Persona 5 when that came out immediately. I haven't played Royal yet, so I don't know how I feel about the additions on that. Um, generally, Persona is a series I've always been a little bit up and down on. And then I played Innocent Sin last year, and I think since then I've just kind of... I've almost thought about it, like, not constantly, but, like, it's been it's been there all the time. I'm like... It's, oh, it's, it's, it's living in your brain rent-free. It's, it, it's, to use a popular <laughs> phrase on the internet in the year 2021, yeah, why not? Um, but, like, yeah, I just con- have been, like, constantly thinking about it. I think that the gameplay did bug me a little bit, um, but it wasn't too bad, in my opinion, or at least I managed to 
I managed to wrangle my way around it a little bit. Um, but yeah, the story, the characters, the way that game is so well laid out in so many different ways, I could not stop thinking about it. And <laughs> if you listen to those episodes, you know I, you know I went a little bit out there. Um, so I'm, ho- I've been hoping for the same for Eternal Punishment. Um, full disclosure, I have almost beaten the game, so I will do my best not to spoil anything <laughs> beyond, like about around halfway through um yes i would agree with what zach said i think i really love this game and like paired with innocent sin it's perfect like i think they make two halves of a whole really um but i would say generally i think even though i adore the cast they are not quite on the same level as innocent sins cast but i also think that the gameplay the way it controls the battle system all feels just a tiny bit better which is just enough to kind of balance it out for me so yeah i'm really excited to talk about it and really excited to get to the end next episode fabulous and again if you're uh if your let's say excitability from the second innocent sin episode a year ago is any indication i can't wait for eternal punishment part two alana <laughs> in a, in a week because that, that's that that is an extremely great version of alana but uh, uh but uh, leona let's uh talk about your early impressions with this game and your background with persona uh my background with persona um i play i got persona 3 and 4 in a bargain bin in ireland in about 2014 something like that and uh, i played them back to back and i loved them and i was like "Mm, i need more (laughs) so i i i i got persona 2 uh eternal punishment and then i loved that i played that uh but then I wanted even more, and I played like the fan translation of <laughs> Innocent Time at the time. At the time, and I loved that. So I actually played the duology backwards. I played Eternal Punishment and then Innocent Sun, which was confusing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a way to do it. I recommend, but yeah, that's I, I, I love Persona like Alana said, and we can't. We talked about this on the Pride episode. Uh, my feelings on like Persona and stuff has changed as the years have gone on and you get to know yourself a bit better and the world Mm -hmm. around you and changes uh your perspective on it but overall i'd say they were very important games to me at the time and i still love them pretty much and i've beaten this game like twice now (laughs) all right well um this is my first time playing persona 2 eternal punishment uh well yes and no it isn't i'll let me uh let me elaborate a little bit. I, I, I've given my persona background on multiple episodes of the podcast before, so if this is uh, not news to you, listener, I apologize. Um, I tried playing Persona 1, Revelations Persona, many, many years ago, probably around 2000, because it had positive attention on sites that I read all the time, like RPG Fan and RP Gamer, and I so I rented it and thought it was terrible. Uh, I, was, <laughs> like, I, I don't think I made it past the second dungeon, but I was not... I decided, well, I mean this was a disappointment so i i I completely wrote off persona this was this was probably 20 years ago then a couple years later mid 2000s i see persona 2 eternal punishment on uh for sale uh in a game store and it was only 20 bucks i'm like well this game is a little uncommon and they're they're probably just unloading ps1 inventory and the p now that we're now that they're about to sell xbox 360s so i think i'll pick it up so i picked up persona 2 eternal punishment for cheap and i tried it and ultimately decided, okay, this is better than my memory of Persona 1, but this is confusing, and I have no earthly idea what is going on. And I, I think I think I played, I think I got lost in the mountain path to the sanitarium, mm. I think. So I, I definitely beat the first dungeon, and then partway through the second and third, like, like I, I think, but my memory of that is vague. 
so this is technically my second time playing Eternal Punishment after that abandoned playthrough from 15 or, or <laughs> 15 plus years ago. But then many years later, one of my close friends, uh, Paul, t- is like, Solosi, you need to play uh, Persona 3. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Persona 3 is bad and confusing. Or, or Persona is bad and confusing. And he said, <laughs> so, he, so he gave me a copy of Persona 3 Fest for my birthday in the early 2010s. I played it. I loved it. I replayed it on the New Game Plus. Then I bought Steph Sabidlo's copy of Persona 4 for the PS2 <laughs> and played that twice back to back. Uh, then I played per- Portable and Golden. I was really, really obsessed with P3 and P4 for a couple years in the 2012-2014 range. Um, then I finally decided to uh, revisit Persona 2 Duology, and I played the Innocent. I played Innocent Sin on my Vita. Uh, let's say five or six years ago, uh, mid 2010s. I I could probably look up my old blog and find exactly when. But so I played that. Really, really liked it. Uh, cried at the ending because I because I have a heart, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and and then when we decided to do in, uh, Persona Two for the podcast last year, uh, I decided not to do it because it's like that game's kind of long. I don't don't know if I want to replay it. And these four people are really excited to play it, so let's I'll just let them rip. And you did and did an amazing job. But for uh, when we decided to do the sequel next year, the following year, right now, I, I decided all right, I'm finally going to play Persona Two Eternal Punishment. And here. We are. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you for indulging me with that long story. But um, uh, Leona alluded to it a few minutes ago. This is, you know, Persona 2 is a duology, Innocent Sin, then Eternal Punishment. Eternal Punishment came out in North America and Europe, but Innocent Sin on, on the PlayStation 1, but Innocent mm-hmm. Sin did not. Um, yeah. But when, when both of those games were remade for the PSP, Atlas decided to translate and uh, Innocent <laughs> Sin, but not Eternal Punishment, because they could, just, yeah, they could just throw it on PSN and people could play it that way. <laughs> uh and now playing them in order and properly understanding e- eternal punishment in context now i realize why i was so confused 16 uh-huh. years ago because <laughs> like how did anyone understand eternal punishment without context from innocent sin how it's right it, it's so important <laughs> within the first hour it throws out like numerous terms that come up in the end game of innocent <laughs> sin and i'm like oh here we go let's write these down it shows you the <laughs> yeah. it shows you the ending you yeah. meet uh uh you, tatsia as deja vu boy i'm like why is he called deja, deja vu boy right. 15 years which ago. is a great rapper name by the way you'd have to spell boy b-o-i though yeah you have to, you have to like a uh, like like big boy from outcast or paper boy from uh from the tv show atlanta right. but uh but the um but like you meet uh, uh, June's father Kashihara and the other Maya that stabs our Maya with the lance of Longinus in like the school <laughs> lobby twenty minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the innocence in context is so important here. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. I I I didn't understand. I thought like I, I got through it <laughs> when I played it, but I was like, this feels like I'm missing something. Like I just thought I was dumb and I didn't understand it. <laughs> like hmm <laughs> clearly like, i've missed part of the game here yeah like drip feeds you like to not get too far ahead but it does like drip feed you little bits of innocence uh-huh. in especially in the second half of the game when you get more yeah. involved with um Tatsuya. but um yeah. yeah like i i couldn't imagine like understanding or piecing together this game without the first half at all yeah. you know i'm gonna be honest and i think you could probably understand it about as well uh, i mean like you get it like it's like oh yeah like they're talking about nonsense um, I remember Innocent Sin. 
I remember them talking about nonsense um, oh, yeah. and like they're like just like throwing out like I don't know like again like I said this in the previous episode like some like garbage that I see on Facebook is like literally what the plot of this game is like, like Donald that. Trump conspiracy theory BS yeah is like what this game is and like it's the same thing again like like oh New World Order I'm like oh I, mm-hmm. I remember the WCW in the late 90s um, oh, oh so do I <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but it's like it, it's it's still just like total BS and like one of the things I like about this game is like you don't and it was true of Innocent Sin I think as well like like it's a lot of I'm sorry like it's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense but like the the emotional core of the characters is the same either way and like mm. you know i think the thing that's most important is like maya um like maya i care about so much more because i knew her innocent sin mm-hmm. but otherwise i'm like oh this is a bunch of nonsense oh yeah <laughs> that, that sounds about right um because innocent sin was also a bunch of nonsense that eventually gave me an emotional core mm. um so yeah i, I guess it's my my take on it yeah the like to start with eternal punishment it's also the one that has the most tie-ins with persona one <laughs> yes right yeah not yeah, a yeah. game i had played and so there was like there's a whole middle section of the game and i'm like i don't understand what's going on here yeah and actually <laughs> like, like yeah i guess this... you would be missing that emotional core if you hadn't played innocence in would you mm-hmm. so like that is because i did the sewer Route, which is the most to do with Persona One? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel like I was missing out in those like instances. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, I think it was more just like the later on in the game where they're just throwing around terms. I'm like, oh, I think it helps, but certainly, yeah, it's kind of the similar situation. Oh, yeah. Like, it definitely which... adds to the theme. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I, I don't think it's crucial to know Persona One for Eternal Punishment, but kind of mm-hmm. crucial to know Innocent Sin for Eternal Punishment. To, to, to give an explainer, which is something I will do whether people like it or not, all the time. Um, in Innocent Sin, uh, there's a curse on the town that if enough people hear a rumor, it becomes true. That spirals out of control with uh, uh, kids spreading a rumor that one kid he- hears voices. That kid um, starts hearing voices, goes crazy, burns down a shrine, uh, which you know uh, breaks up this group of children that were playing together. Uh, th- four of the children forget about it. One of them goes a little crazy and uses the rumor system to become a super powerful being named Joker and assemble a team called the Masked Circle <laughs> oh my God. That, that threatens to destroy the entire world. And uh, it gets, again, gets really, really crazy out of control. Uh, Hitler is eventually involved. But in, in Eternal Punish, at the end of the game, uh, Maya is stabbed with the Lance of Longinus in a uh, lair named after the Mayan underworld by another woman named Maya. And, uh, and, 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 and she dies without any possibility of being revived. And the other four main characters beg Philemon, the god that's been sort of sponsoring them and, and grants them persona powers, to save her and he says i can save her but i have to completely erase this sin so he sort of presses the re button uh and creates a brand new world where all five of the main characters from innocent sin are living happily uh but they never met as children and the events of the game never happened but so mm-hmm. so that's where we are now in eternal punishment and but some of the events of the game do happen indirectly like uh like uh, the the kid that was like the rumor, the curse that creates that makes rumors come true does happen, and that's done by a god named uh, Nyarlathotep, which we whom we will talk about later, maybe next episode more. Um, <laughs> and and uh, and the shrine still gets burnt down, but this time there uh, the kids aren't there to be traumatized and affected by it. So the those five 
kids grow up and um and, but instead of playing the persona game as children and getting their powers that way they all learn persona skills different ways like like maya and ulala mention like playing the persona game a, a few years earlier so that's how they explained to get to have persona powers katsuya mentions playing it with his brother when they were mm-hmm. younger which uh you know another explainer there um baofu i don't know what baofu's deal is right now but i for he might be the final boss for all i know because that dude is, is just <laughs> that, that that dude lives being mysterious and we, we will talk about those people very soon but uh essentially e- eternal punishment is almost recreating or at least echoing the events and locations mm-hmm. and situations from innocent sin all driven by this guy named joker who is uh, really a cat named tatsuya sudo and uh, he was one of the was a minor villain in in Innocent Sin, and now has the role of sort of a major villain, or at least the a pawn of the major villains, because he remembers the events of Innocent Sin somehow, mm-hmm. and is trying to recreate them by uh, by by forcing the main cast of Innocent Sin into events like what happened in Innocent Sin. He even uh, he even mm-hmm. tricks June, one of the main char- uh, who was the uh, a villain then a, then a main character of Innocent Sin, into the Sky Museum. And tries to burn it down again, which is similar to a plot concocted by June in Innocent Sin. But this time, June is an innocent bystander who doesn't know what's going on. But you have to do a, a children rescuing dungeon to resolve that, just like in Innocent Sin. <laughs> you have to Sin. do the same thing. In, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's what what yeah. Say. <laughs> uh, so is this game, uh, I mean, one thing that this game is, is a brilliant reuse of assets. <laughs> Tell, <laughs> right. Telling a, a, a completely different story, um, mm-hmm. quote unquote, completely different story with a lot of the same uh, game spaces and dungeons, but with a new context. And uh, and but for some reason, some characters, including both people named Tatsuya and Maya a little bit, she's she like sees dreams or flashbacks of events of innocence in are starting to remember uh, what happened in the other timeline. Um, but that hasn't been totally explained or resolved yet where I am in the game. I, I recently finished the Smile Mall dungeon and I'm like basically at the doorstep of the following dungeon, which I, I based on various guides, tables of contents I've looked at is around the middle, maybe maybe the 55% mark. I don't know. But uh, uh, I still have a lot of Persona 2 left to play, and I don't quite know what happens. But I've talked enough for now. Well, like, what do we think of Maya and the new crew, Ulala, Katsuya, Baofu, and the early goings of the plot of the game? I mean, I I like the cast. I really do. I think I like Baofu a lot. Um, I mean, like, so, and I think that you may have mentioned this on, on Twitter, Slosu, so I'm sorry for stealing your thunder here, but like, I do appreciate that it is a cast of adults who mostly act as adults. But like, you know, one of the early bosses of the game is Ulala as a Joker. And like one of the things that I don't think we mentioned was like there's the same Joker curse that you had in Innocent Sin. But in this case, it like actually turns people into Jokers. Um, And it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it it doesn't really need to again it's persona 2 like i, I just take it yeah I take it for um, what it is it, the, the joker plot in the first game was people uh try to use j- this a joker uh phone call to grant wishes mm-hmm. and if their if their wish wasn't ambitious then the joker would steal their soul or something mm-hmm. and in this one you try to use joker the, the joker phone call game to uh to kill someone that you want to, that you want dead like basically a supernatural hitman service but then a little bit later it's revealed that anyone that's done that 
can turn into a Joker, mm-hmm. which basically means all of their hate and bad feelings rise up to the top of their uh, uh, of their psyche and they mm-hmm. turn into a mindless killing machine. Right, right, yeah. It's a rumor that's spread by another character that causes that um, Joker right. curse to mm-hmm. happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fortune-telling lady. What's her name? Uh, it's Long it's Wang. someone who works with... Long yeah, Wang Ch- someone... Chizuru. That's it, Chizuru. Yeah, yeah Chizuru, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean, I, I think that the cast is good. Like, Lala is, like, very, like, I don't know, brash in the way that I usually like video game characters. And Baofu is mysterious and katsuya is like i actually think katsuya is the funniest um he's my favorite (laughs) i really i think he's delightful like he's like such a like he's such a doofus um i can't believe i'm saying that about a cop but um (laughs) like he's such a like innocent doofus and maya still manages to maintain enough of like who she is from the original game but like like I like all of them. I probably like I probably like Katsuya the best, but like none of them to me have like the same punch as the teenage cast from Innocent Sin did. I think because the teenage cast in Innocent Sin kind of subverted teenage tropes of characters yeah. in JRPGs, while adult characters are either like not really done at all, or they're just like they're all they're, they're archetypical tropes already. Olala is a drunken you know, woman and Balfe is a mysterious like gangster. Like these are all things we're familiar with. While the the Innocent Sin cast were all kind of like deeper than your average teenage character, a lot more gritty. Right, I think as well the teenagers had a lot more stakes in the actual story. Like there was a lot more. Like there were all like little bits for all of the main cast in Eternal Punishment, but like Innocent Sin, like it all felt so much more deliberate whereas you've got like you know you know jun is literally the joker for two-thirds of the game they're literally like the main villain and yeah there's various different things that tie them into the pot and that make them more relevant whereas here you've Mm -hmm. really got like some more looser connections like you know katsuya um by proxy through tatsuya i suppose has the most involvement um Mm -hmm. and um also, his um, police chief ends up being one of the slight antagonists at one point. Um, yeah. So he's got a little bit of involvement. Obviously, Balfi's got the uh, mafia, the Taiwanese mafia group who are over. Ulala doesn't really have much. Um, no. She's just kind of Maya's best friend. and <laughs> I mean, she's like a, a, the fortune teller that we were just talking about. She's like a a follower of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the things that sticks out to me or stuck out to me for the first half of Persona, this eternal punishment is like, there's a lot of like discussions about what it means to be an adult and what it Mm. means to be like, I don't know, like what's a teenager and like, especially like later on, like characters are like, oh, you're all adults. And like, there's a conversation between Ulala and Balfour at one point where Ulala's like, oh, Katsuya's got his life sorted. Balfu's got his life sorted, and I don't have my life sorted. Does that mean I'm not an adult kind of thing? And so it like it plays with that a little bit as well. Um, mm-hmm. so like I love I, I love like I love the cast. I think they're great. Um, yeah, I do think the synergy between the Innocence in cast is way better. Um, these feel a little bit more put together and cobbled together in certain situations, but I love them individually for different reasons. So I'm excited to talk about how they kind of grow and how they go through their own like get their own little arcs as we move along although Ulala kind of has hers in the first half really so mm-hmm. yeah um uh, Ulala's big moment is one of the early dungeons it's revealed that she 
used the Joker, uh, the Joker curse, and um, and is ter- and is terrified of turning into one herself when she, she when she sees the TV report from Chizuru that anyone that's done it might turn into a Joker. So she shoves everyone out of the room in the gym that she's using and locks the door, uh, which is you know a, a pretty heads up move on her part. Yeah, um, no, and, I like that. Yeah, and, and then you do an investigation, realize that maybe she was targeting this guy that stole a lot of her money, which is you know, uh, which yeah. was a minor plot point in in Innocent Sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you conf- when you navigate through the gym and then confront Ulala, she realizes that in a in a bout of drunken jealous stupidity, she put Maya's name into the phone, uh, be because you know, oh, yeah. just because of a she didn't want to kill Maya. She just was at a low point at a bar she had lost a lot of her money she's uh the fortune telling stuff she really believes and hasn't been working for her. and she's like man what's my my friend maya is pretty and has her life together screw maya i'm gonna kill her in the joker app kind of <laughs> like if you see if you, it's like it's anyone who has a friend or a, even a sibling who is doing seems like holds has their life together a lot better than you do it's easy to become jealous of them i think seeing them act this way and seeing Ulala act later in the game made me realize, oh, she really is friends with Maya and loves Maya like a friend. Mm-hmm. But in this, you know, moment of petty jealousy, she almost killed a lot of people, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is, <laughs> which is a little, a little crazy, but I, I really, really like this cast. And uh, like thematically, they're all um, presented a certain way. Like Ulala uh, yeah. believes in things like fortune telling and is, was too trusting of this guy that scammed her in, in, in a way that like, she's, uh, she's kind of rough around the edges in a way some, you know, kind of tough girl characters are, but also is a, a, a dreamer that, but, but her dreams sort of don't work out or backfire, which makes, which makes her a slightly more relatable character than a, than a hyper optimistic teen, I guess. Yeah. And, 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 and Katsia is a cop who really believes in justice and wants to be a good cop because he's haunted by his, his, his disgraced father, who was a cop that was, uh, that was set up for something and tries to be a good older brother to Tatsuya. But then when his, when two of his superiors are definitely corrupted and working for the bad guys, he, you know, you know, uh, Katsuya sort of refuses to cooperate and Baofu, yeah. I, I, I don't know everything about Baofu yet, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can tell he has a connection to Tatsuzo Sudo and some uh-huh. other people with the government. He's currently on the hunt from the Taiwanese mafia. So I, I think what happened was he, I think he was part of the government or maybe worked for Tatsuzo. And then something bad happened. He had to leave for Taiwan, got in trouble with the Taiwanese mafia there. And now he's in Japan working as a rumor monger and, and like black market uh, 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 information dealer. And that's who he was in Persona, in, uh, Persona 2 Innocent mm-hmm. Sin. He mm-hmm. was an online-only presence that would gather rumor, rumors for you, and this time it's like you get you see the face behind the avatar, so so to speak, the internal mm-hmm. punishment. But mm-hmm. they all come together uh, around the time of the second dungeon, and are your core cast for most of the game. You get a fifth uh, party member a little later, and then I I know I, I've spoiled myself a little bit, but I know that the fifth party member eventually departs and is replaced by Tatsuya, the, the main character of mm-hmm. of Innocent Sin, but n- n- not a crazy spoiler. Because there's a lot of him in the in the game's um, uh, awesome 2000 CGI opening. Oh yeah, so good. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. What I kind of took from the cast of our main characters is like they all kind of as adults are struggling to. When you're a teenager, there's this kind of idealized 
way of living, right? Where things like Olala's fortunes may as well be true. You know, it's sort of optimistic, but the real life is a lot crueler than that. So mm-hmm. Maya's got her dream job as a journalist, but she's always being pushed around by her boss to take, you know, seedier work or change it around to make it more palatable and Olala you know she's got these dreams of these sort of girlish dreams that are kind of naive and innocent and the real world doesn't operate like that and it kind of turned her into a mess and you've got Katia who's a policeman then obviously being justice uh, you know is is in the real world is a great moral but it's also more complicated than that and Katia finds that out through the corruption within the own, you know, the police, and I won't go into Balfour in case of spoilers, but similar with him, I think it's definitely a sort of theme among this cast. Yeah, uh, a lot of games, or, you know, maybe just the general spirit Mm -hmm. of being a young person, like teenagers Mm -hmm. are supposed to be finding themselves. They're Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to be finished products. But but, uh, the four main characters here are adults and are supposed to have, you know, found their place or achieved their dreams, maybe somewhat. Even though I think Ulala and Katsuya are only in their twenties, and I definitely thought Baofu was forty-five, but it turns out you see, it turns out, he, it turns out he's thirty-two. And well, uh, well, uh, well, okay, look, maybe I've just been spoiled. I, I, maybe I'm just terrible at telling how old people are, which is true, um, but not true. I can tell, I can tell how old the dog is, but not a person. I don't know what that says about me. But um, oh, yeah. and may, maybe Yakuza like a dragon gave me. Uh, I was say he does not look forty-five ages. as a thirty-something. Um, yeah, I'm offended it, like, by that comment. Baofu, Katsuya, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baofu, Katsuya, and Ulala um, are adults that are, that haven't really found themselves. Like like Kati is doing exactly what he wants to be doing. But he, but he's uh, going against the orders of his superiors and is and is sort of you know always being forced down. Mm-hmm. Ulala almost seems like an overgrown teenager, and she has a mm-hmm. lot of optimism, and and fire. But she's uh, like, you know, you know, she's looked down upon for that for not being married or having a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not totally sure what her job is. Is, is she like a waitress or a bartender? She's or a lingerie seller, isn't she? She That's sells lingerie. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I I don't remember that, but I believe you <laughs> because it's, it's been so long since I played Innocence Sin. But uh, like like uh, like they're always uh, ba- bagging on Ulala for um for her likes and tastes. And Baofu is someone that's that is clearly disgraced and on the run and has a history. But probably, but, but I mean, he's basically a, a wiretapper and blackmailer. <laughs> which is so, so all of these people adults are adults that haven't you know that that aren't fitting like they're supposed to be as adults <laughs> which is like which is awesome i mean I, the, <laughs> other than yakuza like a dragon again one of my favorite games of the past 10 years I, I i struggle to think of an rpg cast that is so deliberately outcasts that have not real not close to real but somewhat relatable issues you say Katsuya wanted to be a cop or a detective. I don't know if he does. Like, there are numerous oh, yeah. conversations you can have oh, with Katsuyo uh-huh. where he suggests he wants to be a pastry chef. Yes. Like, he wants to do a lot of cooking. And he talks about, like, obviously, like, mm-hmm. the reason he entered the police force was because his father was disgraced. Because, you know, like, mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, he's his father's oldest son. So he's got to redeem his father and find mm-hmm. out what happened to him. But, like, he talks a lot about using alcohol for cooking. He talks about, like... Mm. not liking sweet stuff he or liking sweet stuff 
stuff <laughs> and making pastry and stuff like that. Like that's his dream job. And he still mm-hmm. can't do that because now I, he's got to fix the mess of his father. Yeah. Or he has to live force. up to the expectation that because he's the first son, he has to yeah. follow in his father's footsteps that's, in a way. And also at the same time, redeem his father. That's even better than what I suppose. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely remember him mentioning the pastry stuff once, but I, I probably didn't do enough talking in between missions because I, I didn't notice a pattern with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, re- I remember the conversation I had with him where he was like, He's I adorable. don't drink alcohol. And I was like, what do you do with it then? And someone was like, I use it for other purposes. Yeah, he's like, I use it. And someone was like, pastry. Take shots through his eye. <laughs> right. Wow. Like, you, you use it to, like, knock people out? What's going on, Gatsio? No, no, no. I, I've had many a delicious rum cake before, and I would I would love to huh? see his take on that. But uh, that just makes me like Katsuya more, honestly. The, the other, the, oh, other yeah, quirk to, the other quirk to his personality I find amusing mm-hmm. is how he likes cats and think they're very cute but he's, he's just de- deathly allergic to them and his persona <laughs> is is a cat, is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> even better my favorite cutsier thing is there's a thing you can do where you can go to the police st- i'm sure i've told someone here um you can go to the police station and talk to like these two police women who like mm-hmm. gossip about him and there's it's one it's the absolute best part of this whole game <laughs> <laughs> and like they, they totally fancy him and there's this one conversation you can have well there's two one of them's like him eating curry and then having coffee and then complaining it's too hot and then the other one is where they're talking about like white day which is um valentine's day in japan but in japan um on the 14th of february um it's women who give men chocolate um and then and then uh and then sometime later white day the men give uh the women chocolate back yeah it's the 14th of march or gifts back yeah yeah um and um they say like oh one of them's like oh i made katsia a chocolate cake and katsia said to me it's not my birthday why are you giving me a chocolate cake katsia you're a pastry you're a wannabe pastry chef and you don't know what white day is it's like come on i I think he knows i just don't think i think he's so like oblivious he doesn't recognize the insinuation here It's yeah. so funny. He's a, kind of, he's a kind of character I really like, where he is very smart and ca- and competent in certain situations, and completely hopeless in others. I and, love and, him. and you can you can and you can play that for humor or for uh, or, or for a more you know a, a, a more serious part of his personality. And it's, 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 it's great. I, I love all four of these main characters. Genuinely, yeah. right. My last Katsia thing I want to bring up, and we can move on. Sorry. Um, is... No, no, this is the podcast now. <laughs> there is like when you do because i did the um uh the laboratory route as well as leona um mm-hmm. and um there's a bit where you break inside the laboratory and um Katsy is like there's these like dead people on the floor and Katsy is like complaining he's like oh we're going to like save these people but hang on a minute, we're trespassing. What am I supposed yeah. to do about this? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, priorities, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Katsia is my favorite. But we don't have a warrant. <laughs> and how, and especially how uh, Baofu has completely no disregard for the law, while oh, while, Ka- while oh, Katsia is has has a has a comic uh, mm-hmm. obsession, or you know, like like <laughs> like like sort of Dudley do right, do gooder. Mm-hmm. Uh, attention to the law their interactions are great and and oh, both yeah. of them but both of them have interactions with ulala where again ulala sort of a a a a rough woman and like they, they are so mean to her and she mm-hmm. gives it right back and curses more than any, everyone else in the cast put together which is fat which is fantastic um 
<laughs> but I uh, and 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 also, man, like we're, we can talk about contacts later. But the contacts that these weirdos have together, uh, Lameco <laughs> de Passion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you talk to if you talk to Alala at one point, she mentions taking dance lessons, and talk to Katya at one point, mentioning where he mentions that he bought a guitar. They can do a oh. contact together where they have a you know oh. like Spanish flamenco dance, and it is awesome. Oh, it gets better. Don't worry. Yeah, it does. It gets I mean, you, you can add Ellie to it as well, but <laughs> oh, I know that two, yeah, two of you don't have her, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do have Ellie in my party. I you, went the t- I went the TV studio route instead of the same here. lab route. Yeah, you can you can add her to the contact. Oh. Does she sing? She dances. She dances. Oh, so okay. two dancers. Well, it's still it, there's still there's still more. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's just talk about gameplay for five minutes, just so this isn't okay. uh, a, you know a celebration of all of these characters. Um, uh, it, it brings back the almost identi- identically the gameplay from Innocent Sin, but because I think most of us played the PSP remake of Innocent Sin. Uh, but I mean, probably all of us. I'm, I don't want to assume though. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The battle interface is a little different um, in the remakes. They showed a sort of a, t- a character turn order, a little bit like a Final Fantasy X mm-hmm. or a uh, or a Radiant Historia. Um, that was a little easier to understand than the menu-driven uh, turn manipulation that you can do in Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. But basically, you can program <laughs> what order your characters act in, uh, mm-hmm. an enemy which can mess around with your agility-based initiative order a little, uh, but... Uh, but if you have characters cast certain spells in certain orders, they can do fusion spells that are very powerful. Fusion spells are amazing, and you should try to use as many of them as oh, you yeah. can. You oh, should cool. never do anything except uh, use a fusion yeah. spell. Yeah, right. yeah, unless, unless you desperately need to cast Samurai Karma Media. or something. You should, you should <laughs> or a Mediorama. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless it is absolutely necessary, every act you take in this game should be a fusion spell. Um, yeah, I feel like it does take away a lot of the difficulty of the game. I feel like... It does. <laughs> the, the I, game, once it, you know the secret which is just use fusion spells the game's very easy dungeon runs are so easy because if you mm-hmm. have one of a couple fusion spells like if you can cast uh, mega blaze and tidal wave or mm-hmm. may or yeah. maybe the, i forget what the yeah. earth and wind versions of those are like oh, if you have Stone a rise and wind car yeah mm-hmm. yeah no those are the, the single target mm-hmm. oh, okay. it's, it's, not, it's not important but if, if you have like the multi-target elemental spells you can wipe out almost every dungeon encounter like it's nothing oh yeah and yeah. and you your eight, your SP, uh, which is you know this game's version of MP, heals mm-hmm. when you walk and heals when you level up and heals after certain demon contacts. Contacts are you know demon negotiations where you can do a lot of goofy things to try and get demons on your side. And if they are on your side, they'll give you mm-hmm. gifts or give you cards, and you can use the cards to summon better personas. You, listener, you probably already knew that, but I think I should mention it just because this is a podcast that is somewhat informative about the games that we talk about. But, um. But but the, the combat like the 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 risk of going into a dungeon and having to pull out when your health gets low or something is almost gone because the dungeon encounters are not challenging and there's a lot of ways to heal yourself. I'm so, not paying that fairy any money, right? Trish deserves none of my money. <laughs> I, I, have, I have paid Trish twice. Once was for ice cream and once was by accident. Um, <laughs> for ice cream. You can spread a rumor that she sells ice cream and that allows you to buy to get food items for stat oh, boosts in dungeons. Oh, nice. good. 
Yeah, it's I not bad. Know. It's expensive though. It's like it's like uh, yeah, 10, it's like ten thousand yen. You expensive. shouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah ten thousand yen for a scoop of of lychee sorbet is just <laughs> a crime. That's <laughs> crime. We've had many a conversation about sorbet in our time mm-hmm. together, slow C. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is a controversial take. Yeah, I have. I have strong feelings about sorbetto and gelato, and Trish is a criminal. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Katsuya should arrest her for just general things, yeah. but. But anyway, like this game has, I think, some challenging boss encounters. But the mm. uh, but because fusion spells are so powerful and mm-hmm. not that hard to figure out if you experiment a little bit, uh, it 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 doesn't totally trivialize gameplay, but it, you know, a little bit trivializes the game. Mm-hmm. The, at it's, least the, at least the dungeon running. It's way easier. Yeah, like I think I realized very quickly. Like. Um, controversially i think i prefer this to innocent sins gameplay there are a lot of things that are a lot simpler to me like the menu the menu system that they use over like i can't even Mm -hmm. remember how they did it in innocent sin it just feels so much more logical to me to put people in an order that you know Uh the fusion spell is going to work in you can also auto do that you can go into the menu go i want to use this fusion spell okay it puts them together puts the right Mm -hmm. persona the right spells and then puts them right at the top of the list and then all you've got to do is like shuffle that list around but like the one weird thing to me that feels a lot easier well there's two things like one i think contacting is a lot easier um i mm-hmm. it's still a pain in the butt um but there seems to be a lot less variables and sometimes in innocent sin i felt like i would try and do a contact and give the right answer and it wasn't the right answer and then the next time it would be and that still <laughs> does happen in internal punishment yeah. but way less frequently yes yeah, sometimes you'll, you'll have the reverse tarot version so like every uh, demon has two ways they can respond to something mm-hmm yeah it feels way less frequent in this but the other way i found it easier and this is perhaps more specific to like dungeon crawling is the camera feels way less sensitive than the psp version and i feel Mm. like it like whenever i used to do when i'm playing the psp version like it used to like zoom off to like left or right like massively whereas this one i can Mm. like tap it along and it's like totally fine and like the dungeons still aren't great like there's some really 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 long ones like towards the middle and the end of the game like the tv the tv studio took me a while oh my gosh yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was it was like a three and a half hour dungeon yeah you're you're supposed to find eight rooms uh and 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 ellie who's with you uh knows knows some feng shui and she recognizes the feng shui symbols and and so she's saying oh we need just go through studios one through eight in order but because you're trapped in a mirror world uh uh, four of the numbers have the mirror reverse uh uh versions of those numbers is the is the trick there so you basically have to find eight rooms in a certain order but half of them are out of order and And they're on like six different levels of the dungeon while the boys are complaining about the tv studio alana why don't you tell them about the sewer oh yay the sewer i love sewers so how would you like a sewer i'm in the sewer business in fact you you are in the sewer business you might not love these sewers i don't know how do you feel about anybody love any sewers how do you feel about time limits on sewers Uh, oh no i I, like i i do like sewers um for professional reasons only of course i i'm a manhole i'm a professional manhole inspector not a recreational manhole inspector um but i but but timed thank you for that yeah you're welcome timed dungeons are one of my least favorite things so a a timed sewer dungeon when i am uh like playing on my own time and not at work Mm, not sure about this yeah so like it's three sections and every section is 10 minutes which feels like a decent amount of time but it runs in the menus it runs in battle it runs all the time so it and it but it does only send you back to the beginning of the area if you don't Mm -hmm. get out in time so you don't take any penalties but like 
if you're trying to navigate it around, you know, you know what sewer dungeons are like in RPGs if you played enough of them. Um, mm-hmm. they are oh, yeah, like, like, a, like a parallel paths with water you can't cross in the middle. Yes, yes. Then you find a bridge and now you have to, now you have to Please, explore the other half of the same tunnel. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Playing in Xenogears now, aren't you really? Like, even Sweet in Two. There's no escape. Even Trails of Cold Steel, I played last year. That I think those games have t- multiple. Every Trails game has a sewer dungeon somewhere. It's oh yeah. It, sewer dungeons are practically a meme in our niche RPG mm-hmm. circles, but they're also you know kind of a, a joke that's telling the truth. So, <laughs> complaining about sewer dungeons is a tale as old as time, as far as I'm concerned. It sure um, is. And I have to acknowledge that even even as a uh, as a sewer professional, but um, but yeah, around that uh, point in the game, it's I don't know um, is maybe the one third mark of the game. You 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 learn that there's a sort of small resistance movement fighting against uh, Tatsuya Sudo. I'm sorry, uh, Tatsuzo Sudo and the New World Order. <laughs> I and, love these uh, names. Tatsuya Tatsudo Tatsuya Sudo Tatsuzo Sudo Tatsuya like. And I, need, uh, I need it all to stop. <laughs> and and now, they're, and now they're bringing back Gozen, which was a something I played last month in uh, in uh, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne oh, with, yeah. along with along with you, Zach. And oh, uh, let, let's let's not game. talk about Nocturne, sure. please. Yeah, but and, anyway, but, <laughs> and, but the, the eternal punishment negotiations are way better than the demon negotiations in Nocturne. So this just so the <laughs> at least so, they actually make sense, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like uh, basically, I played a more punishing version of these negotiations yeah, last uh, month. Yeah, this, so they, so they yeah. seem great to me right now. But I agree. But anyway, at, at that mark, uh, you can. You're like, well, we need to make contact with this resistance group, so let's spread a rumor that uh, a man or a woman was seen at this location, and that lets you basically choose whether you decide to spread a rumor about a man or a woman. You get to choose mm-hmm. uh, whether you team up with Nate or Ellie. And let's get into a weird localization thing for a while. Um, <laughs> oh, in, in 1996, when they localized Revelations Persona or Persona One, they gave uh, most of the characters weird Westernized names. Like Eriko became Ellie, K became Nate. Uh, hey, uh, so Mar- like, let's not use weird westernized names when one of them is my name. <laughs> right, that's, that's right, a pretty yeah, weird that, name. That's right. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Yeah, one of them became Alana. I forgot. And uh, <laughs> um, but, but anyway, and uh, and weird. one of them, one of them was renamed Mark, which which brought us the Mark dance oh, crazy Mark. image that is, you know, that that that's uh that's polluted oh. the game facts forums for twenty five years. But so for so for this, they they didn't use that weird localization choice in two thousand. But when they brought back all these Persona One characters, they sometimes gave them two names, like like uh, like the guy who, who's a, a Kandori, one of the, min- the the main villain of Persona One, who's a minor villain now, who I think has been revived from the dead. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but like he was called yeah. uh, he was called Guido in the uh, in um, Persona One, but then they sort of retconned his name and said that was an alias, and now he's Guido Kandori. It's a good way around it, but yeah. <laughs> They, they 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 tried to preserve the names from Persona One, but now they're surrounded by all these Japanese names in Persona Two. So it's it, it's just a little, a little confusing, a little backward seeming. Um, yeah. So if I call him Nancho, then sorry, because that's his surname, right. and that's like what everybody's referred to him yeah. as. So yeah, sounds better than Nate. He's not a Nate. No, he's not a Nate. Um, I, I don't I don't really buy, buy Eriko as an Ellen either. Ellen is such a weird one. <laughs> right yeah um i i know i know that uh oh shoot uh, the girl who's the the center of one of the storylines in persona one is mary now i think i think i think she I yes. think she was she mary was, hangs she was, out 
Sorry. She was she was Maiko or Mariko, I think, in, in the She Jurassic might be Japanese. Eriko, maybe, but yeah, she's um no. she actually hangs out in the therapy um area in right. oh, yeah. to Eternal Punishment. You can talk to her a lot of times and like especially I don't know if you can do this with um Ellen, but like with Nanjo, you can certainly go and talk to her and give her updates on what's happening with Guido. Um so yeah, there's a couple of other like Persona One NPCs, and it's the same with um Innocent Sin, because obviously the some of the rumor mongers are from Persona One as well. Yeah. So yeah. Right, yeah, the uh, the guy at the sushi restaurant was mm-hmm. the uh, was the Mara user in Persona One. Um, That's right. I, I forget his name though. Again, I'm 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 terrible with names in general, and this game has throws so many names at you. I'm definitely gonna forget a bunch of them. Um, I kind of like this sushi guy because like he uses his persona to help with his work, and I was thought that was like yeah. a cool <laughs> cool <laughs> idea. Like we don't mm-hmm. really see that in the Persona world, you know, people actually using their personas in a very mundane way especially since he was using it he was using his in an uncomfortable way in persona one he's a boss yeah. fight yeah mm-hmm. but uh anyway back to persona two the one we're supposed to be talking about today uh like through um use it like i i, I like okay let's see tatsuya sudo was because uh, he was hearing voices and burned a, a shrine down his father had him committed to a sanitarium, but when Sudo started remembering the events of the previous world, he used like he he wrote all kinds of demon symbols in the sanitarium, and I, I believe summoned Nyarlathotep to get Joker powers. And then when Tatsuzo, his father, discovered this and discovered the whole rumor system and the demon power system, he became involved in an organization called the New World Order that's that's using the rumor powers and these uh, this weird. Uh, uh, oh shoot! What's the what's the Joker energy called? Uh, uh, Kagare. Karate. Yeah, Kagare. 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 They're they're trying to use Kagare to basically bring about the apocalypse by summoning the found the samurai founder of Sumaru City, who's now <laughs> occupying a a being in a shrine named Gozen. So like with Gozen <laughs> as their idol, they're gathering Kagare She's using correct. a Kagare machine to try and end the world. <laughs> right. It is a whole lot of. As Zach, as Zach alluded <laughs> yeah. to earlier, but, it, but, it's <laughs> but it's good. I mean, I mean, but I mean, I mean, to a degree, I really enjoy wacky anime BS, and this is this is exactly that. It's essentially um, that, like, because um, the part, the point that you go to the laboratory, because obviously, like, mm-hmm. the laboratory events and the um, TV event, the TV studio events happen at the same time, so you only get to see like one half of it. But mm-hmm. the reason you're going to the laboratory is because um. Uh, Nate K Nanjo, um, there he's from a really rich family, and their family owns the laboratory or they sponsor it through Tatsuzuo. Um, and Tatsuzuo and the New World Order are using that laboratory to capture people who've taken the Joker curse and trying to take this Kegare off of them. And Kegare is like a concept that's described throughout the game, um, and it is essentially like sin or jealous energy from people. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, ne- it's negative feelings, yeah. uh, je- jealous energy, uh, it, but they. They, they use kegare and 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 they use sin as a metaphor all the time it, it, oh, it, it all yeah. sort of it all sort of bleeds together i've heard the terms innocent and sin at least seven million times in this game <laughs> it's such a little much they're like, gonna hit you around the head with a bible at some point like that feels like hyperbole but i'm gonna trust your numbers uh, okay here. i okay six and a half million i'm sorry oh, well, <laughs> but yeah like um so it's kind of the opposite or similar to what was happening in Innocent Sin, because where the Joker was 
like pulling or using ideal energy or pulling ideal energy from people to turn them to like stone essentially so it's right. like a mirror of those events kind of um but kegare tatsuo wants to basically cleanse the world of sin because humanity has sinned so whatever they've done I don't but know. then also make a float turn sumaru into a floating city and hmm. end the rest of the world that isn't floating where have i heard that before sumaru just likes to float i don't know I know, right? What's with these like crazy gold like spaceships that people have invented that have become the collective unconscious of the people of Samara City? Like, what is this? Uh... Alana, have you been watching YouTube again? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, the game I mean, literally I mean... tells me this. I've got a photo of it. <laughs> I mean, it is anime nonsense when they, you know, a curse that brings conspiracy theories to truth completely screws up the world, but... I mean, just seeing a little bit of what conspiracy theory activity is like in the real world makes mm-hmm. a like if if the, if that curse was nonfiction, I think the world would have ended okay. probably earlier this decade, if not sooner. I mean, but, I, I also have my five G chip. Yes, but we could all be saved by the. <laughs> and I, I got I got my five G chip when I got my uh, COVID vaccine. But we could all still be saved yep. by the gay agenda. <laughs> yeah the 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 alliance of the uh i mean the elders of zion and the uh and and the trans rights movement are controlling the world from from behind the curtain i also took the red pill (laughs) (laughs) but it's like i'm 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 uh i'm i'm torn whether to to keep that in the edit or not (laughs) please do just do it i had my nazi joke pulled out last time please keep this one in you have the power um but to pull it back a little bit um I think it's interesting a lot of the parallels with Innocent Sin and maybe like maybe this is what I mean meant to get at earlier when Leona was like oh you probably would be good to like know what Innocent Sin does because there are a lot of parallels like this and you could probably like pull this just by playing the game anyway because like you know Innocent Sin is like the Nazis quote unquote and Hitler quote unquote and this is like New World Order which is like Mm-hmm. you know a conspiracy theory group um and yeah like um like the illuminati or similar yeah. maybe yeah mm-hmm. uh, not, something, not else, some... something i was familiar with when i first played this game I'd never yeah I, I have like... you not seen the back of a dollar bill yet oh no not this again <laughs> did, you, did you not watch uh the third man be- betray wcw in 1996 you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched that just last week no I, uh, uh, uh but, basically hollywood hulk hogan like ripped off his shirt revealing another shirt underneath and that changed oh wake uh, reveal i know about yeah, it exactly yeah. That, 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 <laughs> it was, yes it was a uh it was a uh, it was a the baby gender reveal party that shook the world oh my God. <laughs> okay look I'm not done yet. Let me pull this back. (laughs) (laughs) Try as you may. Some other smaller comparisons that I was making throughout, like silly things. Like, I just want to check, does the Elias Shrine fire happen in this version of the world? Because I don't think it does. Because you go to the shrine at one point and cats, and they talk, this is later in the game, so this is a minor spoiler. Um, You go to the shrine and Katsia says like, or somebody says, oh, this shrine caught fire. And Katsia's like, no, it didn't. This shrine's never caught fire before. Mm-hmm. And, it, and like, I don't know whether... And one of the... This is totally sort of unrelated. But, like, Katsuya in the other side, which is the side of Innocent Sin, is an arson detective. In this version, he's a homicide detective. So there's oh, another, yeah. like, parallel. Because that's what... Ta- and it's interesting that Tatsuo 
pseudo is whatever you know like that's who he's after and in innocent sin he's the arsonist because he's the one that burns down Elias shrine and in right, eternal okay. punishment he's the joker who's the murderer so yeah. he's still I, hunting tetsu tetsu yeah. whatever his name is oh uh, yeah he, he's he's still hunting uh tatsuya suo yeah right. bagman bagman the bag- yeah, bagman, bagman is Tatsuya Sudo. His father is Tatsuzo Sudo, and the main character of of Persona Two: Innocent Sin is Tatsuya Suo, and his brother is Katsuya Suo. And everything is so confusing, and, and they're not playing fair here. At, le- at least it's not like <laughs> yeah. the prophecy of Maya is inflicted on yeah. Maya, who has the persona Maya, who is killed by somebody called Maya, Maya. by Mayans. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, I, forgot, the- I forgot about the Mayans. Yeah, both the al- the aliens are Mayans, and the ancient civilization that predicted this was also the Mayans. But uh, but anyway, but um, going back to the fire, I thought the fire did happen in this uh, world also, but I'm, I think I'm starting to think I was mistaken, and that fire was just a memory of the other side. Is Nyarlathotep talking to you? Is she yeah, like yeah. think of it? Okay, right, right. So so I but I but I think in both versions, uh, uh, Tatsuya Sudo starts hearing voices because of rumors, and in Innocent Sin, he burns down a shrine. In Eternal Punishment, uh, his father commits him to a sanitarium. I, I think is what happens because Pretty, it, yeah. it, in Innocent Sin, he also uh, reaches out to one of his teachers, who's June's father. Which and uh, June's father supporting those weird conspiracy prophecies is part of what tears their family apart. And June's mother is a Joker in the uh, in the in this mm-hmm. TV studio dungeon. <laughs> wow, the linearity here is making me want a David There's Lynch a movie. Lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, about, it's about as linear as uh, as Jeremy Baramy for you good place fans out there. Um, yeah, that's about but, right. <laughs> but yeah, again, this is two parallel timelines that uh, that are that are crisscrossing and getting super weird. And because other people besides the two Tatsias are starting to remember events of the other sideline. I'm sorry, the other timeline. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like basically things are starting to spiral out of control, but at least where I am in the game right now, you're a group of people trying to tur- to take down this new world order. And I don't think we mentioned we mentioned why um, Nate and the ga- and the gang are going into the sewer and lab dungeons. The TV studio dun- dungeon happens because Ellie, who has some connections in the entertainment world because she's a model, wants to confront Wang Long Chizuru, who knowingly. Uh, said these uh, interviewed on live TV the stuff about the Joker curse that made the yeah. rash of Joker appearances happen. So yeah. your goal is to confront Chizuru, but when you get there, it's revealed that Chizuru is a sorceress with a black cat familiar, and the black <laughs> cat traps you in this feng shui dungeon that is a pain in the rear. Um, but I, I, again, again, it's it, but it wasn't that bad because again, uh, like the the grind of dungeon running in this game. It's not nearly as bad as a lot of its contemporary RPGs. Not so far, at least. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've heard well, it gets worse. <laughs> oh boy, does a couple well, of long, yeah. As long as I can still cast uh, multi-hitting elemental spells. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Me- <laughs> is all I need. Yeah, get meltdown and Estima, and you're yeah. happy. Yeah, Estima is still the best spell in this game. Et- by Estima far. is very, very crucial, and I, I, I realized I had made a grave mistake when I accidentally uh traded in or, or or mutated my estimate persona oh, no. <laughs> I, I think it was i think it was uh oh shoot it, it was, it it was right around, uh i don't remember what it was but I, I but i definitely got rid of it right before a large medium-sized dungeon and uh, but and one other thing that helps in the dungeons they give you a pretty good map system and uh when you go <laughs> mm. but, but when you go into the bomb shelter 
and you don't have the, a map until you find the map in the dungeon, that made me never want to enter that bomb shelter ever again. I, I'm <laughs> sick of that bomb shelter. Right, I don't want to ever go yeah. to that bomb shelter. I've, I've been the there bomb shelter times. is optional, right? Yeah. It is, yes. Okay, that's very it's good a, to know because there's good, nope. there's good stuff hidden, hidden in there, but I, I was stuck in one part, in the very first mm -hmm. section of it for 45 minutes, like about ready to, <laughs> about ready to cry until I finally found the map and that let me that let me find my way out um uh and i and i i think there's seven or eight sections of it and the first one was such a a pain uh, like i don't want to do the bomb shelter ever again but yeah it, it's it, it, it's like it's not like the factory in, in innocent sin each yeah. floor of it is sort That's of right. uh has monsters or demons from the previous story dungeon so if you want if you want to farm cards or encounter those personas, or just get the treasure in the bomb shelter. That that's where you have to navigate. But because of the map stuff, and because I rely on the map a lot in this game, I never want to go back. <laughs> the loading time with the map is like Like I just feel like it takes forever to move back and forth between them. It, yeah, it's a few. Oh. It's a few sections. It's a few seconds when I wish it was much less. I mean, it's a few it's, seconds that I have to use like. I don't know, seven times on every floor of every dungeon. <laughs> it's it's not as bad as like the PlayStation version of Chrono Trigger, but it is an inconvenience. Nothing is as bad as that. Is, <laughs> is, is, is anyone filling out the maps for that guy? Oh, uh, I, I got one of them, but then I realized how ultra specific he needs them. Oh, yeah, he of, wants and, every tile. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> when, when I saw how like how tight he needs them, I decided, you know what? I think this guy will be one of those optional side quests that I keep as an option. <laughs> mm. I remember telling Alana about the the map guy. Way back I remember we that. Yeah, when we did Innocent Sin. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did you one. Were, were I got impressed. a very. I got a very important card, and I will never do it again. I did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did it for the lab as well. So I had to do mm -hmm. every square on the laboratory and the mm -hmm. sewer. Was it mm -hmm. laboratory? Was it one of the other dungeons? It was one of them. I hated it. I was in that dungeon for about three and a half hours. I'm never doing that map quest again. I did that in the mall, and because because with Ellie, you can't get the card until the mall, right? And yeah, the mall like should be like a twenty minute dungeon. It was a three hour dungeon for me. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 not a challenging dungeon to navigate, navigate, but it does have a you know a non trivial amount of space. Like there's there's just a lot of empty space in that dungeon, and having to caterpillar my way up and down it would <laughs> like like sounds miserable. Like I I would I would rather literally till a field instead of, instead of like instead of till a map to make every light purple dungeon uh, tile become dark purple yeah uh, i agree and the problem with the laboratory is that um that dungeon has squares that have sp and hp draining mm -hmm. them trapped oh. on them. you also have to tread on them because they count as you have to activate every single trap open every single chest and touch every single switch i'm very glad i did the ellie route thank you <laughs> I didn't warn you about this. So. You speaking, did not. Speaking of, the, speaking of the map guy, there's a lot of stuff to just do around town mm -hmm. that really adds to the character of the town, and and some of it is, I mean, some of, some of it is trivial, like like you spread a rumor that uh, that this uh, clothing store sells armor, and then that becomes true, mm -hmm. which is a holdover from Innocent Sin. But there's also man searches where a uh, like yeah. a, 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 one of the the, the lady bartender. At a, one of the restaurants, um, will <coughs> will pay you for solving missing persons cases, and that that gives you a lot of yen for rewards. Like it's eventually, really eventually, it's like it's like a hundred k or two hundred k per search. 
which is definitely worth it. She's and, my favorite um, NPC. The I know you remember from she's last time. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's great. And every single uh, neighborhood, and it's it's just like uh, districts in Tokyo. So like it's and maybe they are based in real district uh, in real districts in Tokyo. Like a, like my um, favorite series of the past eighteen months, which I don't need to mention on this podcast, but. <laughs> Like, uh, but like every one of them has their own, uh, has their own healing site. And at one of them, it's a spa. At one of them, it's an aromatherapy clinic. At one of them, it's a, it's a chiropractor with golden fingers who's very amusing. Oh God! One of them is a tanning salon, and then that, and that guy's a, a an obvious creeper. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the, uh, but like, there's so much character to this that, like, every new place you unlock has five or six stores and the and the tadashi convenience store has a different remix of the theme for every location <laughs> like like just the little things like that are i don't know i don't know you, you can sort of feel the designers just having fun and getting a little weird with the design of this city and i deeply appreciate that oh yeah yeah the convenience stores in particular are fun because the more you go in like especially with um nanjo he's like oh this song is really catchy. La, la, la. No, no, wait, no, 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 I'm not going to sing it. And then you go and talk to like the shopkeepers and over time, they are the most obviously being brainwashed because they keep like changing their speech pattern and they're like, they get more and more determined to like make more sales and like, oh, I'm going to do this for the new world order. I'm going to do this for this and that. And it's always, yeah. really well, it's, it's working because I have bought like, <laughs> like 1,700 magazines from them. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. the magazines. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. It's, and this is the sun as well. The stories are very fun because there's a rumor that um, the, the song makes you buy things. Yes, and you can often talk to the NPCs. And like, I don't want this, but I feel compelled to buy it. (laughs) Have you ever heard of the greatest magazine sweepstakes story in Japanese history? I have not. Maybe you have. Okay, this is something that actually happened. And and when I first heard about it, I did a research deep dive on it. There is a guy (laughs) who, basically, in the early two thousands, got on this reality show where he they he was basically locked into an apartment and he was not given anything except the clothes on his back and a bunch of magazines. So he just tried so he tried to live in this apartment alone never leaving it by end by only ordering things from magazine sweepstakes. Oh, and wow. uh, like like so he would he first started out with nothing but then eventually got some food and uh, he did not realize this but he was being live streamed the entire time and then it was being edited into a TV show and because know. he was walking around okay, naked the Truman show yeah a little bit um, but then it was uh, because he was walking around naked all the time the edited version of the show replaced his bathing suit area with a giant eggplant <laughs> which so he was so he was called Nasubi-san or or, or eggplant-san oh um, my god and Egg- and, and then after he after he makes enough money on the from sweepstakes to to win, which was the goal from the beginning, they instead of like bringing him home, they put him they put him back into another apartment because <laughs> because he was popular enough that they wanted the second season of the show, but he uh, wasn't yeah he wasn't even aware it was becoming popular. But he does the exact same thing again, uh, finally wins again, and uh, and then when they take him to another empty room after he wins he goes well i guess i'm doing this again so he strips naked but then the walls come down and there's a giant studio audience cheering him what so so like there is just some weird tradition of uh of uh <clears throat> magazine sweepstakes in japan where that's probably bigger there than it is in most other uh most other countries and when I was filling out like hundreds of magazine subscriptions to try and get weapons and armor from the Satomi <laughs> Tadashi convenience stores, I'm like, 
man, like it, this is basically like a more social version of Eggplant Son. And uh, the only reason I know any any about that is because Eggplant Son was a minor character in one season of Common Rider. So, oh, of course. Well, of course. Yeah. I knew. I was like, how, I how is it, it. going to get You're back wait, to Common Rider? Yep, right? How was, it, how was <laughs> I going to force no Tokus? Yeah, there, there's no uh, there's no Phoenix Ranger Featherman R in this in this game, so I had to bring Tokusatsu in somehow, and I did it. I did it with magazine subscriptions and Eggplant Son. But yeah, if you if you if you want to see more details of that story, look up Nasubi N A S U B I and and uh, his reality show Hell that he went through for several months in the early 2000s. Jeez. <sighs> so yeah, apologies for that distraction, but. Uh, 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 I'm not even sure how to transition this back in, back into Persona 2. I, I think this is on the retro encounter bingo when we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about naked people. Uh, it's yeah, time. I, I, I'm, I'm usually great at a nonsense transition, but I I I am uh, at a loss right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what was everyone's favorite persona so far? Um, Oh my god! I I, I I really liked Bale. Bale has been very good on Baofu the past couple dungeons for me. Bale's so. good. Bale's really good. Uh, yeah, I like I like Pixie. <laughs> Pixie yeah. is really useful nice. for early <laughs> yeah. game. You can get some really yeah. nice like trades for her. Yeah, I mean, it feels bad to say that I don't pay as much attention to some of the personas in this game um, mm-hmm. as I would the other ones. Mostly probably because you don't get any big flashy like animations with them or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, Hotei, just because they had um, Estoma. Yes. They were like my best friend. Like I, I cheered as soon as I got Hotei. I was like, I remember what this means. Yeah, It means Estoma. Which yeah. is everything in this game. <laughs> did um, did anyone get Maya custom, by the way? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I, when I got Bale, I'm like, oh, this now I can finally have retire Maya custom because she was my Rakarm and uh, and Meteorama user, yeah. and Bale has both of those plus better attack magic. So yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Felt better sweet get rid of her. Yeah, I I used. Oh, her no, I, I I didn't I didn't trade her in. She is in the bench right now because she deserves a place of honor. <laughs> the, honor. I'm yeah. not going to turn you into an all incense. Don't you worry, my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only gonna I'm only gonna trade her in for cards if I really don't have enough room. But uh, but I, I would like to keep her around. But yeah, the, the the persona summoning system in this game is kind of cool that you can sort of fold cards and uh, like uh, spell cards and stat cards to boost your persona every time you summon them. But still, it is a little miserable collecting free cards uh, j- just to um, summon better personas. I mean, it's, it's... Yeah, I just find one persona and I milk that persona. I mean, like, I, I, like, I, I figure out persona. whoever Wait. is, like, like absorbs my, like, I don't know, AoE, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, I'm going to get all the free cards from you. So, like, I have, like, in the 900 free cards all the time yeah <laughs> because like i i just like there's like one persona that like i'm always like i'm not going to fight you i am going to contact you and get the free cards and so like yes. i never have any problems with free cards yeah, yeah. But- i i i'm in the low hundreds for free cards but it's it's like i'll just go through the, through a dungeon realize my personas are starting to flag a little bit so then i'll just do nothing but contact demons for the next couple of encounters and i'll end up mm-hmm. with a couple hundred free cards but like i i, I wish it was I mean, I mean, I, I like it better in Persona Three, Four, Five, where you just sometimes get new personas and then you can fuse them all together. It's uh, yeah, I think I do prefer the fusion system. Um, the best persona to do it with a magician persona because um, they are resistant to a lot of magic and fusion spells. So I always like mm-hmm. grab oh, one of those the, straight away, and I'm like, all right, yeah. Oh. oh my god, no, thank you. That was the thing I had to do in the lab. I had to fix the elevator. Mm-hmm. 
Would mm. Rasputin turn up? No. No. No, he will not turn up. <laughs> if he if he turns up, you're immediately switching from fighting to talking. Look. Yeah. <laughs> he has a room early and he's so stupid. Uh, oh, oh, really? Oh, geez. Like, <laughs> get, getting rumors from demons is a, a, another like layer to the onion of this of the side content in this game that just oh, goes yeah. a little too far. That's like, why like, I've never yeah. got the ultimate weapons yeah. for these yeah. games. It's just yeah, like, I'm, so I'm much, not doing it. Right, right. There's so much cool side content that I appreciate, but mm-hmm. then when you look at the depths of the side content, like you know, getting real weird about uh, about um ma- about mapping out dungeons and and navigating the bomb mm-hmm. shelter, it's, it's like there's there's a ceiling that I'm not willing to reach here. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, but the fact that it's all here is, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's impressive. Like, I think this big game is consistently cool and is throwing oh, yeah. a lot of stuff at me and I like it, but I, I don't need to do all of it, especially since I'm playing this for a, for a podcast and have to play roughly a new game every month. Yeah. So you've I've... not got any full tarot cards yet? No, oh no! I remember, <laughs> I to, do I? I remember trying to do that in Innocent Sin, and I don't want to go anywhere near that this time. Yeah, I'm no. not doing that. I've touched the ceiling of a few rumors. Like in the second mm-hmm. half, we'll talk about a couple which mm-hmm. took me a long time. I am glad I started this ahead of time. Um, but yeah, it, it can be incredibly frustrating because it's so luck based and RNG based, and then obviously yes. the higher level you go like the less frequent the lower level personas get because you're too high a level for them. And then it's just going to turn into a vicious cycle of, oh, uh, when, that, will, you... when will Leviathan turn up? Because I'm now seven levels above what it is. Like, uh-huh. yeah, That's when you got to go to the, de- the depths of the bomb shelter. I'm yeah. in the middle of a back-to-back dungeon. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They do give you back-to-backs a couple times because we have the sewer and lab and there's also the mountain path and the sanitarium. Yeah, there's uh, another one a... coming up which is probably mm-hmm. the worst one. Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. It's okay. the cruise ship and the undersea ruins. So, yeah. New location. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, new dungeons at least. They're not reused, yeah. but yeah. All, all right. Well, um, I have that to look forward to, and I. But I also, again, I've I, I've I've spoiled myself on a few things in the second half of this game because I am one of the I I care so little about spoilers that I I, I never bothered myself about this. This is uh, listeners. This is the thing about me that RPG fan staff hate the most: my disregard for spoilers. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't the, hate you. <laughs> We're on I, the similar pages, <laughs> right? Um, I, we still have a lot of Persona Two left to play. I want to know, like, uh. Uh, Zach, you you're, you and I are at roughly the same part of the game. Is there something in the second half that you expect to happen or want to happen that you're sort of maybe most looking forward to right now? Honestly, um, I'm waiting for things to get incredibly insane. Like, things are already insane. I mean, like, ah, New World Order and, like, all this other, like, thing. These are the things that, like, I don't know, like, wrestling turned into, like, a, a total storyline, which means it's insane. Um, but honestly i'm looking for things to get wild but also like i'm looking for things to like match up like because you can feel things moving towards innocent sin and i want more innocent sin (laughs) if i'm being Mm -hmm. honest like i i feel like the end of innocent sin is so remarkable um and so singular that i want more of that which is maybe not fair to eternal punishment but like i find myself comparing it to that and it coming short and i want more of that first game from a story perspective yeah um I, I, it feels like the timelines are converging and i 
don't know what that will mean or what that will do, but I want to see what happens. In general, I just really like these characters and I want to see what happens as the story gets crazier and as they learn more about everything that's happening. And, and honestly, uh, like we, we saw a little bit of, uh, of Lisa, Eikichi and June in the, in the story here. I think, I think you see Lisa in the, um, in the TV studio dungeon. Well, I, I know you did you do it cause I did it. And I think <laughs> as, as a counterpart is Eikichi in the lab somewhere. He is. Yeah. He rescued right. him. Okay. Yeah. Because there was a there was a th- something about both of them disappearing, and I met Lisa in the when she's you know in the in the pop group, and then mm-hmm. the, the the pop manager ends up being a uh, a Joker and a boss in the next dungeon. Um, but it, it's I, I I wanted to see more of these really good characters, but as a like RPG storyline goes and an RPG of this era goes. I think it's entering my top 10 PS1 games. Uh, Alana and Zach, if we if we relitigate that top 10 PS1 games episode, um, I, I might have to include some space for inter- for Eternal Punishment because I am really, oh, really enjoying this for the most I, part. I, I'm not sure if I can agree with that, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> my list would be very different now given that I've played Tactics and Lunar Silver Star Story since. So uh, yeah. Lunar at number two. Tactics at number two. <laughs> Don't tell me number two. <laughs> My first ever podcast for Lunar. You did? Oh, yeah. fantastic. I, I I think I knew that, but I just forgot. Yeah, because you, you I am it. so <laughs> upset that Lunar 1, 2, and then Suikoden 2 were the three game journals right before I joined this website. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I have done a lot of podcasts on this website, so I, I, I have lost. I have forgotten some details like what was what's whose first <laughs> podcast. And things of that nature, but but Leona, it is a joy podcasting with you again because it, because it has been several months, and uh, I'm not quite counting your cameo in episode 300 as a full podcast. <laughs> no, no. But, but Jake uh, Cocoon, <laughs> we can make J- Jake can Cocoon make a retro Cocoon encounter out. when. Here's some people that vote for it. I was gonna say you didn't vote for it. I'm sorry, Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia. I'm so sorry. I, 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 ironically, I did vote for Jade Cocoon, but uh, but the the overall winner ended up being Skies of Arcadia. And listeners, you probably knew that knew this. That's fair, I guess. Skies of Arcadia will be uh, a retro encounter episode in sometime in early 2022. But Jade Cocoon will be in retro encounter the ten years after. (laughs) <laughs> no, we'll make it soon. Are you? I mean, you see, you're saying I'm still doing this in ten years. Oh boy, I'm, I don't. I don't want to make any commitments. I, <laughs> I, I can't keep. But all right, if we're talking about 2022 and Retro Encounter, maybe it's time to end the episode and maybe go a little bit into late 2021 and Retro Encounter. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us, us on this Persona 2 Eternal Punishment uh, discussion. We will have this and more to talk about next week because all of us will hopefully have finished the game and we will have many, many capital T thoughts on what is happening. Um, and But I need to get right back into playing as soon as we end this episode because I, I think I'm on schedule to finish, but I can't chance that by taking a night off. But uh, So we have more Persona 2 next week, but in October we already have all four episodes planned out. We're doing two episodes on Cosmic Star Heroine, that indie RPG from Z-Boyd Games, uh, which is technically not very retro, but looks pretty retro, so it counts. Uh, we're doing two episodes on Cosmic Star Heroine in October, alongside one episode about uh, another RPG Confessions episode. Uh, Lana, you were on one with me 
a few years ago. And Zach, you were also on one with me a few years I ago. I was not on one, but I will you be won't? on one with you soon. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Alana, Alana was on one, and Zach, you signed up for the new one. That's Indeed, I did. <laughs> I cannot remember podcasts that I've recorded. The last so Confessions was before I was even on the site. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I think like early 2018 or early. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they, I think they might have been 2017 and 18 or something. They, they, they were a while ago. So we're, uh, it's finally time to bring that episode format back. It is coming next month. The only problem is I've played so many RPGs. I'm not sure what to confess this time. I but, uh, certainly have some options. <laughs> but if you want to reach out to RPG fans, Retro Encounter, uh, specifically, the best way to do so is to email retro at RPGfan.com. You can also visit RPGfan.com's maiden page and their uh, message boards or our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our Discord server, our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel something streaming every day on Twitch. All of those are called RPG Fan or RPG Fan.com. Uh, RPG Fan.com also hosts three other podcasts, Random Encounter every two weeks about randomness, Rhythm Encounter every two weeks about RPG music, and Phoenix Edge usually every week, usually about current events, but they also can go off the rails a little bit like our podcast is wont to do. You can review all four of those podcasts, including Retro Encounter on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave feedback. We love feedback, but we also love ourselves, so let's share ourselves <laughs> with you. How listen listeners how can you reach to reach us individually let's tell them starting with you alana uh you can find me on twitter at alana hags or you can find me on the rpg fan discord as alana and now leona you can find me on twitter discord and i stream on twitch at star mongoose you also have your own and i also made a game <laughs> Yeah, you also Yay. have your own, your own Discord server and your own game development career that you're allowed to, pl- to, to uh, plug a little bit here if you like. I have a game called Immortal Saga that is uh, on the style of Fire Emblem, and you can find that on Edge.io. And yeah, I have a Discord of my own, but uh, you can just find that through my Twitch. Excellent. And Zach, how can listeners find you? You can find me on Discord at Zach W, and you can also find me on uh, RPG Fan's email system at RP, uh, ZachW at RPGFan.com. And listeners, you've heard me say this possibly 250 times or more. Uh, I, I am most easily found on Twitter. I'm at The Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs other times, and I'm also on RPG Fan's Discord as Monsoon Mike. But uh, let's see, we're all adults here, so we need to find our place in the world. Un, un, uh, unmask our true selves and I don't know, just, just play this game for a couple more dozen hours. Thank you, good night, and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>